0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, and crypto podcast. I'm Emily, and I'm Danielle. And this is the last time we will be recording before Christmas. What? Yes, and our little uh, holiday break, which we'll talk about in the next episode.
1: Is yours really long? Is that why, or just because it's just second. makes more
0: sense to talk about it? Okay, in the next episode. You're in right. My mind. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. So, happy December. <laughs> I think
1: no. Next week is the first week of Hanukkah. Oh
0: yeah, happy the I first just day say. of Hanukkah. Well, I said happy December. So. Yeah,
1: and um, whatever holiday you celebrate
0: or don't. Um, okay. I don't really <laughs> have much to talk about. I don't think. Uh yeah no me either. Still no update, really, on those Idaho murders, unfortunately. Um, they did release that there was another roommate that had been
1: not mentioned before. What? I read it, I saw a thing that there was like a seventh or an extra, like there was like five or whatever, another six. I thought it was always six. Maybe it was, maybe it was old. I don't know. I saw something about another roommate that's unverified so don't quote that's fair
0: um (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong and yeah okay well i guess then i mean mine's not super long but i don't
1: know and i know nothing i don't even know where yours is and i'm in ohio oh is this a well-known
0: case I'd never heard of it.
1: Okay, you just looked like the Cheshire cat
0: when you said it. Well, I got <laughs> for some reason, I had a bad feeling that we did the same story this week. No, there's no way we did the same story this week. Okay. Um, because, like, I Googled crimes that happened on Christmas. <laughs> oh,
1: smart. No, we definitely did not do the same.
0: Um, So I was like, oh, she could ha- be thinking along the same lines as me. Um, so I guess we're going to be doing a little holiday... True crime story.
1: All right, um, we're I'm to the the theme, Em. Yeah, woo.
0: <laughs> Murder and Christmas.
1: Yeah, the most wonderful time of the year.
0: <laughs> um, so we're gonna be going to Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Um, and I was actually surprised I hadn't heard of this before, just hmm. because I like Christmas. And I like murder. Yeah. True crime. So. Okay. You don't. <laughs> I don't like Let's rephrase murder. that. Yeah, we don't I That's like why I said murder. <laughs> true crime. Yeah. I switched it. But. Okay. Um, so our story starts on December 24th, 1992 in the city of Dayton, Ohio. Dayton is located in the western part of Ohio and has a population of just about 138,000 people. So for reference, Duluth has about 86,000. Oh, damn. But um, St. Paul and Minneapolis had like 300-some thousand. Okay. So it's like kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, A lot of people from Dayton often describe it as a city, but with a small town feel. Um, And around the holidays, the downtown area is adorned with Christmas lights and decorations, and there are people bopping in and out of stores during their holiday shopping. So definitely like your classic American city during the holidays. Okay. Um, so, back to December 24th, in downtown Dayton, a group of teens, who are all from the Dayton area, were out and about, and they were not looking to do any Christmas shopping. They were looking to cause some trouble. The gang of teens, later dubbed the Downtown Posse, was led by 19-year-old Marv- Marvolus Keane, Others in the downtown posse were Kane's 16-year-old girlfriend, Laura Taylor, 19-year-old DeMarcus Maurice Smith, and his 20-year-old girlfriend, Heather Nicole Matthews.
1: I was going to ask you if they were, you know, innocent victimless pranks and uh, defacing public property, but not bothering the Grinch. They weren't bothering the Grinch, really. Oh, no, they weren't.
0: (laughs) I I get where you're going with that. Thanks. Um... In the early morning of Christmas Eve, Laura and Marvolis had a plan to rob a man or someone. I will say, okay, disclaimer. Yes. Most of my sources all had a little bit of differing information. Okay. Isn't that so frustrating? Yeah. So I'm going to do my best here. Okay. But it might be a little... It's going to be... If you look into it, it'll differ on what you look
1: at. Okay. And remember high school newspaper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so Marvella and Laura thought they could get someone to like Laura thought she could get someone to pay her for sexual relations. Um and then their their plan was to rob that person. Okay. Um so, so basically to, to pose as a sex worker and then instead
1: of performing the sex act they would rob the person instead.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um so Laura found a man who's uh he was a General Motors worker and his name was Joseph Wilkerson and he was 34 at the time. And um they promised him an orgy. Um So and like oh. <laughs> how softly you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like thinking in my head I'm like Whatever. It does not matter.
1: One of our parents is downstairs.
0: <laughs> so this is when Marvoulos and Laura recruited Heather. Okay. Um, who had just been released from prison a few months prior. And when the two girls arrived to Wilkerson's home, they tied him to his headboard in his bedroom with a electrical cord. Um, and then they let in Marvolous. Okay. Uh, the trio... Then began ras- ransacking the house for valuables, um, and this is when they found Wilkerson's 32 caliber Derringer gun. I don't know anything about guns. Yeah, no, me So, Derringer, I think, is how you say it. Uh, this is when Marvulis used that gun to shoot Joseph Wilkerson in the chest. No. That's when the trio decided to steal Joseph's car and essentially. Go hunt for more victims, I guess Great. you could say. Um, they picked up Heather's boyfriend, Demarcus Smith, and they came across 18-year-old Danita Gillette talking on a payphone on Neil Avenue. Um, Danita was a senior at Patterson Cooperative High School, and she was the mother of a two-year-old. Um, the gang demanded that she hand over her belongings and threatened to shoot her if she didn't comply. Uh, Danita did exactly what they asked, and the group shot her anyway. What pieces of fucking shit! Um, it's actually it's really terrible because her last words were literally "Don't shoot." Oh.
1: Um.
0: I could have got my whole life not knowing that Emily. Thank you sorry. so much. Uh, police found her laying on the pavement outside of the payphone booth. She had been shot five times. Five times? The police also found a twenty five caliber blazer aluminum bullet shell casing. Um, and these shell casings would eventually help tie things together. Okay. Danita's sister, Rhonda, stated that she gave the group everything she had and pleaded them with them not to shoot her, but they did anyway. Danita wasn't dead when the police arrived, but she was rushed to the hospital and pronounced dead upon arrival, unfortunately. God, that's so sad. It was later said that Danita was killed for her white fila sneakers. They also took her coat and backpack, which contained 50 cents. Are you fucking kidding me? It was also said that um, Joseph Wilkerson, our first victim, yeah, his house used was used as sort of like a home base.
1: For like the little gang?
0: Yeah. Okay. So they would like go out, cause mayhem, go back to Wilkerson's house, party, whatever, hang out. Okay. Now, the whole time- That's bold as shit. He's like literally just like dead in his bedroom. Very gross. And they're just partying. But, so, um- Again, we're going to move on, but this is, again, where some sources differ. One source says there was a third Christmas Eve victim, and one source says that the next two victims were both killed on Christmas Day. Um, so, I'm going to go with the story that the next two victims are both killed on Christmas Day because they were both found Christmas Day, so okay. that's just what I'm using it as. Okay. S- and, yeah, I said two. So, <laughs> so the next day which was Christmas, 1992, the third victim of the downtown posse was discovered. This victim, however, unlike the first two victims, was not random. So, 19-year-old Richard Madax was found dead in his car, and he had been shot in the head. Turns out Richard Madax was the ex-boyfriend, then none other than 16-year-old Laura Taylor. Laura had actually coaxed Richard out of his parents' house, Um, The two got in his car and started driving. Uh, Marvelous, Heather, and DeMarcus were trailing behind them in Joseph's stolen car. Uh, Eventually, Richard noticed that there was a car trailing the two of them, and he kind of gunned it to try to shake them, Um, and this is when Laura pulled out her gun, put it to his right temple, and pulled the trigger. God, that's so fucking gross. It's just very... Like, like calculating, how, right? How, like, cold yes. do you have to there be? we go. Yeah. Like, that's someone you assume she used to care about. If
1: she knows how to care about somebody. Right, true.
0: Um, Not that
1: it's an excuse either way, but...
0: Laura jumped out of the car before it crashed along Benton Avenue. Um, and this is where police would find Richard's body, dead, obviously, from a gunshot wound to the head. Uh, The next victim we're going to talk about is Jeffrey Wright, who is actually Heather Matthews' ex-boyfriend. Jeffrey was shot four times after being ambushed outside of his house. He was, however, able to make it to a neighbor's house, um, and he did survive.
1: Damn, that is a will to live. Yeah.
0: Um, At this point, police had gone to talk to Richard Maddox's family to let them know about their son's killing. And this is when they learned about Laura Taylor and the connection the two had. When they went to talk to Laura's family, police discovered that they had thought she disappeared. They had no idea where she was. So this is kind of when things kind of start. Maybe they're kind of getting some idea of what might, at least with Richard. They have
1: the border of the puzzle.
0: Just with Richard, though, because they still have no idea about. They so haven't connected. So
1: they have one side Danita's of and the border of the puzzle.
0: Joseph. They don't even know Joseph's dead at this point. So. Oh, that's a good point. Um, so they have that. That's about it. <laughs> um, so at this time, again, police are like, what the fuck's going on? They just thought there was a bunch of random, essentially, violence going on in a two-day...
1: Yeah, because it's not even like they have... The same gender, the same right. social or, class, the same age, right. nothing.
0: So, um, and the downtown posse was not finished. On Of course not. December 26th, Laura Taylor walked into a shortstop mini market, which is a small family-owned grocery store that was located on West 5th Street to canvas the place. 38-year-old Sarah Abram, a mother of three, was behind the counter. A few minutes later, um, DeMarcus and Marvolis walked into the store and immediately shot Sarah Abram twice in the head. Jones Petis was a customer in the store at the time, and he was shot in the hand and the stomach, but survived, and another staff member who was also working was unharmed when they pretended to play dead. Genius. Yeah. Um,
1: Horrific, but genius. But also,
0: like, these guys must have been really dumb because you know how many people you... <laughs> you yeah, you would that's would really good point. I don't know. Just a thought. Good for that staff member. Yeah,
1: smart move, bold move, honestly. Dumb. To just, like, lay there and people.
0: hope. Yeah. And again, one of my sources said that. Another one didn't. Okay. So, take it with a, I don't know, grain of salt. salt, but... Okay. Um... The downtown posse got away with forty four dollars. And Sarah died at the hospital five days later.
1: Are you kidding me? No. So they've made a grand total in cash of forty four dollars and fifty cents. Jesus. And Christ.
0: a pair of Vila shoes.
1: And a car. And a crash pad. But I was talking just cash. Yeah. God.
0: Um the bullets police found at this scene match the bullets they found with Danita's body outside of the phone booth um so this is kind of when they're like okay so at least we know the same weapon probably the same people committed the same these These two two. okay um but police were baffled because besides the two boyfriends like are these three victims technically four because the three they know about right yeah, um, the three died. The one who was shot. And oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Was yeah. You're right. Yep, got it. Random. No yeah. rhyme or reason to it. So they were like, we don't even know. Just boop, willy boop, nilly boop. spree killings that yeah. are happening here. They're like, well, how do we follow the bouncing ball? Um, Doyle Burke was the homicide detective working the cases, and because this seemed to be mostly stranger on stranger crime, it was extremely difficult to solve. But When the downtown posse carjacked someone and the victim was able to escape unharmed, the police finally caught a break because they had a car to look for. Now, at this time, again, they don't even know, like, for sure that it's them who's causing all this ruckus. Yeah. But at least they're like, maybe this is a place to to start.
1: Yeah, to kind of hopefully
0: get a foot in the door. Right. Um. When police sergeant John Huber spotted the stolen vehicle, however, he had no idea he was stopping the downtown posse. He just saw the, the stolen vehicle, ran the plates, saw that it was stolen. So, were they known as the downtown posse before all this
1: happened? No. So, that's why they're called this? Is yes. Because Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to double check.
0: Yeah. I just call them that because it's easier to... Yeah, check. yeah. Yeah. Um... So he just thought that he, they were stopping a random group of kids that stole a car. Yeah. He didn't think it was going to turn into what it turned into. Okay. Um, he stated that they all cooperated and put their hands up. However, he did learn later that Laura Taylor had told Marvolis to shoot him. And for some reason, he didn't this time. Huh. So the police um, searched the car that they had originally abandoned Okay. So, which is Joseph Wilkerson's car. Yes. They went that one. They stole this other one. Okay. Um, and when they ran the plates, they found it had been swapped. They traced the vehicle registry, though, and that brought them back to Joseph. Okay. Um, they were like, let's room, room over to Joseph's house, see if he knows his car has been stolen because it hasn't been reported stolen. So, when they arrived, um, they noticed a bad smell. And when they entered the house, they found the downtown posse's first victim, Joseph, tied to the bed with the gunshot wounds. Um, with this dis- grim discovery and an anonymous tip, the police were finally able to connect the killings and arrest the 14s for all the murders. So, I just I have nothing. Um, yeah, very...
1: Chaotic, random, horrific, yeah. terrible.
0: And I couldn't, uh, for sure, like, like there wasn't mit- much of the actual investigation. So, I know that might kind of seem a little, like, boop, boop, boop. Ta-da. Yeah, but that's the best I got. <laughs> um, I mean... After their arrest, sixteen-year-old Laura Taylor confessed to two more murders that the police didn't even realize the group had committed. So, after killing Sarah Abram, the group picked up sixteen-year-old Wendy Cottrell and eighteen-year-old Marvin Washington. They must have been friends. That's kind of the vibe I got. Okay. Um, they bought some beer and wine, and they kind of began just driving around. Um. At some point, Marvolis said he had to pee, so we pulled into a gravel yard off Richley Drive. And this is when Laura and Marvolis ordered Wendy and Marvin out of the car and led them behind a large pile of dirt. The two then executed them because they feared they would snitch to police. Oh my god. Their two bodies weren't found until after the group was already in custody. So that made... Seven? Five dead
1: six oh and then six, seven. With. Oh yeah seven alive yep
0: Se- seven with the two that survived yeah um in essentially two and a half days
1: jeez the fucking wheeze man
0: and i think the like the other thing about this is like one of these people is 16 yeah two are 19 one is 20 that's crazy like they're so, they're young they're so young And um, police kind of, they said, you know, after they killed Joseph Wilkerson, it just seemed like they were doing this because it was fun. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, For the senseless killings, (laughs) Laura Taylor and Heather Matthews are serving life in prison at the Ohio Reformatory for Women in Marysville.
1: As they should.
0: DeMarcus Smith is serving life in prison at the Mansfield Correctional Institute. As he should. And Marvolis Keane, the gang's leader, was given the death penalty. On July 21st, 2009, Marvolis Keene was executed by lethal injection at the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville. Uh, he had no last words. 30 years later, the Christmas murder spree isn't forgotten in the city of Dayton, and many remember that day, or those days, I should say, like it was yesterday. Unfortunately for a lot of families, lives are changed from that day on, and uh, the holiday season will just never be the same for them. So, what? Not that any time is
1: a good time to become a spree killer and kill a bunch of people. But like, what a fucking shitty time to do it! You know, a time that is supposed to bring people together,
0: joy and, and happiness. Yeah, and,
1: and like with their families, and
0: and it's just yeah. And to ruin me, ruined it for forever. Uh, yeah, and it's just yeah. You think about those families who were just like waiting, like for the, their loved ones to come over for Christmas dinner, or. Right. Open presents or whatever, and, and like having their presents
1: already under the Christmas under the tree is yeah. just like the most heartbreaking shit.
0: Oh, you want to hear something really sad? Oh,
1: god, you're gonna tell me either way, so I guess.
0: Um, I read in one of my sources that for Christmas, Sarah Abrams' daughter had drew- drawn her a picture and gave it to her the day Stop before.
1: Stop it, and then she was
0: Ugh. just senselessly killed for $44. God.
1: And it's it was such overkill too, right? Like it was like
0: twice in the head, twi-
1: and with the other victim, it was the five. first girl. It was like four or five, five shots, I think, yeah. And like, what? Why? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, obviously there is no like rhyme or reason for any of it, and you can't like rationalize any of it. But geez, the fucking wheeze. I know I said that like six times, but holy shit, M.
0: Yeah. I know. And I'm
1: laughing because I'm uncomfortable, not because I think it's funny, just for the record.
0: It it's it's just yeah, it was sad. So. Yeah. Again, I'm kind of surprised I hadn't heard of that yeah before. Um but it's pretty pretty sad and shitty. Yeah, and no I know kidding. that um I read an article from 2021. So last December it was. Okay. And it was saying that Laura Taylor was going uh, to the parole board because of a ruling by some court. I don't remember who, but because um, she was 16. Yeah.
1: So she's a minor. So, so she, she has the like chance for law parole, right?
0: Like, yeah. I don't believe she got out or I didn't she see anything. She doesn't deserve to be let no. out. Honestly, I'm surprised she also didn't get the death penalty. It seemed it, to me I like wonder if the it's because main because she was a minor. Maybe the main like people in this were Marvelous and and Laura. So yeah,
1: yeah, she's clearly a, a very dangerous person because I, I understand that at sixteen your like brain is not fully done cooking, right? But like you still know, you know the that murder right is fucking wrong. Yeah. Right. Right. So like you can't like I can I could understand if it was like. A heat of the moment one person, like, made a bad decision and then, like, freaked out and was like, oh, shit. Now, you know, I did this terrible thing now I have to kill them or I did kill them or whatever. Like, I can understand that to a very small point. Right. Right. Like, a hair. Right. But to very blatantly go out and find victims and to lure people out of their homes. Right. Is so fucking cold. Right. And so messed up.
0: Yeah. So, I I don't th- I don't think she got out. I would I'm hope not. Hoping she never gets out. Right. Um. I don't think she deserves to get out ever. I would agree with you. Um. I also read part in an article that Heather did do an interview at like the early two thousands, and she just basically said, she went along with it because she wanted to be liked, I guess, in a way. But it's like. Bitch,
1: you had plenty of time to get out the fucking car. Shut up. Yeah. Don't even at that. Right. On it. Like, full offense, don't even fucking do that. Yeah.
0: Also, I'm surprised, like, none of them tried to use the, well, I was scared that if I left. They right. They would come after me defense. Right. Which they maybe they did. I didn't read what they're, I'm pretty sure they kind of, I don't i don't know if they pled guilty or went to trial to okay. be honest can't okay. tell you but i don't know maybe they all just pled guilty who knows jeez i mean i'm sure i probably could have found that but i didn't so
1: well that was uh so yeah super fun Thanks, that man. is
0: the story of the christmas killings that jeez. is what they're called so I'm christmas killings christmas slings
1: damn yeah that's all i have is and on that note (laughs) damn Molly
0: jolly just kidding um yeah so there we go my sources yes oops i hit the wrong button oh dang (laughs) it's fine we're fine um mirror.co.uk that is where i found the story in the first place journalnews.com intouchweekly.com and the DaytonDailyNews dot com.
1: All right, our socials are M W Madness Podcast uh, Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot which one I was doing first. Um, Midwest Madness Podcast Group on Facebook and M um, W Madness Podcast at Gmail dot com.
0: Cool. Um, well, we hope you guys have a great week. If you're in Minnesota slash Wisconsin, seems like we got some weather coming our way, so stay safe on the roads. It's and already in
1: the uh the Dakota in South Dakota. Is it? Yeah, Emma my best friend lives about eight hours from us in South Dakota and she said it's already started, so
0: Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get rain or snow. It kinda doesn't seem like anybody knows, but no. We'll find out. And we hope you have a great week. Bye.